The Huskies drop another game with a big lead in the second half. Fans and the media are starting to think this could become a trend. This is Husky Hardcore from Sports Illustrated Husky Maven. I'm Jake. I'm Noah. And I'm Trevor. And we are like we are like Larry, Kevin, and Robert. Is it is this oh, yeah. is this a TV it's a TV show? No, nope. it's a basketball team. Oh, I said, oh, so, Ooh, Trev got Celtics, it. Celtics, Celtics, yeah, Celtics, Celtics. <laughs> very good. Celtics, Celtics, Celtics. I was actually because at first when I heard Larry, I thought about Larry the Cable Guy, and then the first thing that came <laughs> to my mind, the first thing that came into my mind was like some trailer park, and so I was like, that's why I was like, it's a TV show. <laughs> that's why I had to. That's why I had to add it. because I, I was gonna guess it off rip, but I'm like. For all I know, there's not a dude named Larry on that show, but there should be a dude named Larry on that <laughs> show. So I was like, uh, I, I was going to guess funny. it outright, but I was like, let me ask a question real quick before I just sound all, like off the wall. <laughs> Trent, yeah. he uh, he went to school with uh, Kevin McHale's kid. That's like saying, like, I've had a phone conversation with Noah Dickerson. <laughs> <laughs> you have? You know? What's he like? Uh, you know, he's cool. But like he's cool. <laughs> But like if if somebody doesn't like pay attention to basketball, they're like Noah Dickerson. Yeah, Kevin McHale's probably outside of the realm of like who people know now, right? Uh I mean I mean I know. Like I I mean I know who he is because I grew up I mean when I was like in right. my you know, in my prime age of watching basketball with the family, like he was all, all around with the Celtics and Paul Pearson. But uh-huh. uh, like kids nowadays, probably not. Not off the rip. Like I, right. I don't Especially, know. But here's the thing: like, I know how he plays just from highlights You're... of like Larry Bird on Twitter, and like he would be in. So before your you changed your body and your game, Noah, your game was pretty similar. Yeah, to it was. Kales, yeah. actually. Oh really? Because you guys, yeah. Because well, if you look at him too, he had a big wingspan, and he would bump. And then extend. Oh really? Oh, uh, yeah. No, I, I, I never watched. I, I knew he was good though. Like I, I just never watched. He has one of my favorite plays of all time. Have you seen that, Trev? Kurt Rambis has a breakaway dunk, and Kevin McHale just clotheslines him. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember oh, yeah. that. Yeah, I know that. Play. Yeah, I know that. Play. Doesn't oh, even get a technical or nothing. Like he gets like a, a personal foul. <laughs> He clotheslined him in the face. You know, no, I, I know that point. That's like that's like the little uh, Twitter video that was like there was no babies allowed in the NBA like in the eighties and nineties. Oh now my I'm just god! Like, oh, man. I'm like sitting there like, dog, this is not basketball. <laughs> like, yeah. I wouldn't no. want to play in that. You know what I mean? I wouldn't want to play yeah. in that. No, but you saw, bro, my man throwing two pieces out there, throwing two pieces, regular foul. Like, oh my god! Uh-huh. The Huskies. Decide to drop another game with a big lead coming into the second half. And, uh, you know, it's kind of becoming a pattern, like you said in the intro. Uh, tell me a little bit about what you think, Noah. Ah, oh, man. So, unfortunately, I I, uh, I just finished watching the game like 20 minutes ago. And uh, throughout the whole entire game, except for the last like seven minutes, like, they were in control of the game completely. They went through droughts of them not scoring, but uh, like their defense was phenomenal. They had a little issue at the end with offensive rebounding, but other than that, for 35, 
35, 34 minutes, they, they were comfortable, comfortably, like, in the game. Like, the game was theirs. They just had to keep playing solid. Like, the game was theirs. They, they answered every run like it was. And yeah. then, uh, you know, the, the last five, six minutes, like, it was just turmoil. And then, you know, um, home crowd at Utah. And then you give the crowd a chance to get involved at the end of the game. And then, you know, the refs start seeing stuff, you know, uh, and and you let the the refs – I mean, any way you put it, like I wouldn't have wanted the refs to put the game on their hands like that. The last two possessions, they blew their whistle of both times not favoring Washington. Like I said, they shouldn't even be put in that position, you know. I thought at the towards the end of the game, their shots they weren't scoring a lot in the last six minutes, and so they started looking for Isaiah a lot, which again, a great thing. Don't get me wrong, but one thing is when they do that, like it's it's they just stand around the perimeter. Ha, ha, Isaiah's not there. Pass it to the next guy. Ha, 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 Isaiah's not there. Pass it to the next guy. But look, oh, Isaiah's not there. I'm about to just drive into a crowd. And when I the last four or five minutes was that was just driving into a crowd with nothing to do with nowhere to go. And, um, you know, I said, that's gonna, you know, it's hard to win any game like that, but, uh, especially when you weren't doing it the whole game until the end. No, there's a, a few things that you've said have really resonated me watching Washington hoops this year. And one of them, and it's, it's, it's not rocket science. When a guy comes to help his teammate out when you're driving, that leaves your teammate open. And I'm going to fast forward all the way to the final possession where Jamal gets yes, it up. kick it out. Man. So a couple of things kick I saw on that. They obviously were not going to – they were going to let anybody other than Isaiah Stewart beat them. Mm-hmm. And they got the ball over to um, Nas on the, uh, on the left side. And he pump faked. And I thought that that was a good rhythm shot to win the game. He passed it up. He got it back out to Jamal, who then drove to the, to the elbow. And Raekwon's defender came over to take the charge, which you mentioned and everybody saw. He hit him on the side. That, he was late. But... Like you said earlier, you can't leave it in the hands of the officials. Uh, They're emotional. The game was emotional. The crowd was into it. It was in Utah. A great spot right there would be as soon as that guy comes for the help, you stop and you pop it out for Raekwon. That's a wide open three. And if he misses that, that's fine. But you know what? I'm taking my money on that shot. For a fact, like I said, wide open like that, you miss it, you miss it. Uh, I don't think you're gonna miss that. They don't drive and kick, because even even if even if he didn't have a shot, like because a defender's racing at him, oh, it's a, you're closing out. Oh, the offensive man is in control. You can do anything you want if a dude's yeah. running straight right. at you like that. Like, you can do whatever you want. Like it's you know, and like it's it, that is just something that I just don't think we uh, we, we we do very much. You know, and is it? As simple as they're taking one dribble too many. Yes, it's like that's the best way to put it. They've been doing it. We were talking about it when they were playing Oregon, how Peyton Pritchard was getting in there because like just one too many, 
the if you the bat there's something called basketball gods and they're on your side. If you make the right play, like driving kick, right, like how like that driving kick, then you you come back to the you, let's say you driving kick uh, and you space back out. I promise you, the ball's gonna find you again. <laughs> it's basketball gods. It's, it's 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 basketball gods. They're there. I promise you. So I I, I do think they do. They, they always take one dribble too many. They try to make the spectacular play rather than just make the base hit. Yeah. You know, ground rule double. I love the baseball reference. <laughs> yeah. So. There's a lot of narrative running around on social media about Jaden McDaniel. The guy's kind of in the doghouse as far as fans go. I personally don't buy into that as much. He got a he got a technical foul that, uh, personally, I believe was not worth technical foul. Trevor, why don't you give yeah, us your yeah, thoughts yeah, on on Jaden McDaniel and what's going on with that? So the play in question was really the turning point of the game. Washington at the time had a lead. And there was a play where the Utah guard was able to get down low and it ended up being Hamir Wright, who was called for a foul on a reach on the, on the pass. However, he made the pass. And as the pass was being delivered, the referees blew the whistle and in real time, in my opinion, it was pretty bang, bang. So the, the big guy goes up to, um, to dunk it. And Jane McDaniels, who was on the on the back side, swatted the ball away. And first blush, it looked really clean. I mean, at the top, it was. But what happened was McDaniels' elbow did hit the back of his head. He makes the first free throw, and then the Utah bench calls a timeout to to contest uh, whether there was either a flagrant foul or, since it was considered a dead ball, it was a technical. They decided it was a technical. Uh, the Utah guard was able to finish. Uh, he hit his second free throw. Then Utah was able to uh, uh, made two more free throws on that on that technical foul. In my opinion, it was way too close to be considered uh, a technical foul because in and this is my opinion. I think that he the the whistle did blow, but it was in process of the guy trying to dunk the ball and you don't mm-hmm. want to give them a continuation. And, and the, the main reason I say that is I didn't see a foul on the, uh, on the pass. I thought they called McDaniels on a body and you're not going to want to give away a continuation dunk. Mm-hmm. I know what you mean. Damn, Jada, you've got more technicals than I have had my whole career. I, I do understand because like, especially for the body, I wouldn't want to give up an one dunk, but like, I personally, yes. I personally think the Pac-12 refs do too much, and they make it more about them. Like, I, I mean, just play, let's play, let's just hoop. You know, like they call a bunch of. Do you think the technical uh, fouls are concerning for Jaden McDaniels? The, the the amount that he has. That technical foul was uh, some BS. I'm not. I'm not. I don't. Uh, it, it's whatever. I'd give it a flagrant. Like, I, it, it wouldn't be a technical foul. Like, and. In real time, they probably wouldn't even call it a foul. If it, you know what I mean? If they didn't call a foul in the past, it probably would have gave him the block. His technicals for the year just was just just this dumb stuff. Just not thinking, like throwing the ball at the guy when he uh and it's just doing this, this yeah. dumb stuff. Like he like he's got to get his head to get his head right. They got the ball back, and 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 this is the part where I think that just maturing and 
his progression as a college basketball player is showing more. And this is the one that's more concerning, in my opinion, was then he turned around and fouled a three-point shooter. Yeah, yeah. that one hurt. Oh, my God, that one hurt. No, no, no. <sighs> he wasn't going to. I mean, it was at the end of the shot clock. I don't think he was um, It was a broken play, and he ended up leaning into was, him. Yeah. Yeah, he was. It was like a so jump. that's just a freshman mistake. I think as you're thinking about these guys developing into players, I'm I can ex- it, it it's inexcusable, but excusable in the fact that he's a freshman learning how to play at this level. Now, with that being said, there was a lot of expectation on this team to win. There is a smaller contingent on Twitter for the fans that want to fire Coach Hop than there is that don't like Jaden McDaniel's, but there is people on Twitter that don't love Coach Hop right now struggling this year. I think all three of us are in agreement that that's crap, and he's been a great coach since he's been here, but they're having a bad year. Noah, how do you feel about that? Like, a, like we were talking about earlier, he's been in oh, – this is his third year at Washington, yeah. and he's won the Pac-12 Coach of the Year twice, and this is, this is his first year of having a bunch of freshmen on the team. Where it's like it's how we were. Uh, we had when we came in seven freshmen, and we got we had a senior leader, which was Andrew Andrews, and he, you know he helped us a lot. And we lost. And the crazy thing about we lost so many close games that year. You know what I mean? Like we all lost a ton of close games, like a ton of close games, just like this team was. And you know those uh, seniors, seniors really do help in, the, in that aspect. Man, stop it. Like, he's a good, he's a great coach, and everybody knows it. Like, it's you know, it's gonna take time. They're they're, they're young guys, you know. What you guys, you, you get you, and and you can honestly, for people who say that, you know, the last so think about the last time a national championship were made up of all one and dones. You, you remember when that happened last? Kentucky, that yeah. was back when I was in, right. I was in high school still, I think. That was that, Anthony that, Davis, that's wasn't that's it? from the last time a team full yeah. of one and duns yeah. won You're the right. national championship. Yes, that's the last time a team full of one and duns won the national championship. That that is not as and I look at Kentucky. They make the tournament every year. You know, you know what I mean. They're stalling but, uh, out. Like yeah. they're not doing anything. You know, like it, they're just they just make the tournament. Every year. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They just make the tournament every year. And one and done's is the. I mean, they're like. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. That yeah. class that they had over there at Kentucky that year was ridiculous. You know, it, it doesn't happen. Like it doesn't happen. Like that that experience helps. You know, it helps so much, especially when you have guys like Hamir and Nas are upperclassmen, but it wasn't like they were playing thirty minutes a game, thirty five. You know, like I was. I was. I had the luxury to be playing. Yeah, twenty eight minutes mm-hmm. a game, twenty five minutes a game when I was a freshman. You know, like I played extended minutes. Like it's, it's different. It's different being junior and not. And like this is like your first year to really come out there and play, play, you know. And so, just the like that experience factor matters. The experience of knowing, oh, wait, let's not let's not take this shot. Let's take a different shot. The experience of like every possession matters. We, you know, make sure we got to all get up good shots. Get this. I guess the unfortunate the part is all that, that stuff matters. Like it does. This young group of of talent that we have. Not everybody will be sticking around. That's the bummer of it. Is Isaiah Stewart's gone? No, for sure. Yeah, that does hurt. Jaden's most likely gone. So you know, you spend you spend a year learning, and we keep giving them. You know, Trevor especially keeps giving the 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 reasoning that they're freshmen that they're learning, and it's a good valid point. But the fact that they have to sit here and learn for this year, 
isn't going to pay off for next year because they're not going to be here. Nah, for a fact, you're right. And, you know, that sucks. You know, yeah. that sucks. No, I, I mean, I, for me, nobody's going to blame them for going into the NBA. I mean, everybody hey, you know, knew what Isaiah Stewart was when he came in. Hey, everybody knew what Jaden McDaniel was, too, you know. And he and, and he showed and he yeah. showed crazy flashes of some crazy skill. Well, look at him on the defensive uh, side of the ball. He's not um he's just not doing it as consistently as Isaiah Stewart. Yeah. defensively he is um he's ready. Oh, uh, he's all over the place. Yeah. yeah, all over the place, blocking shots, moving his feet all over yeah. the place. So there's a couple of things that I thought about just listening to Noah right there, and and the first is I, it really was interesting to think about how many teams full of one and duns have won the NCAA tournament and, you know, look at last year with Virginia and the other teams in the final four who were not uh, freshman laden teams. Virginia relied on a fantastic yeah. defense and doing just enough offense. And I, I think back to when Hopkins first got hired, he said that he wasn't necessarily looking for the one and duns. However, when the number one player in the country um, is from New York, where you're from, and you have a relationship with him, you're never ever going to tell somebody like that that you're not, you don't want them. Uh, with Jaden McDaniels being from Seattle, you're you're gonna want to try to keep him home, and I agree with all of that. the The winning formula for college basketball teams is some really talented lower classmen. And some really good upperclassmen. And that's how you win. And unfortunately, this year, it just didn't work out where they didn't have upperclassmen to go along with the growing pains that the freshmen are going through. Um, Mm -hmm. That being said, you know, Noah, you also mentioned that uh, your first year with you guys lost a lot of close games. This year, they're losing a ton of close games. Their worst loss is Tennessee this year. The frustration comes that they have these double-digit leads and they're not able to finish. And um, Noah, you hit it on the head earlier as well, man. Like they're they're playing free, they're moving the ball, and then when it comes crunch time, they're standing and looking to dump it into the post. And the offense goes stagnant. You're up twelve to eight points the entire game, and it's coming down to the nitty gritty. And I mean, we're not hacking. But we're fouling and we're bailing Utah out. And we did a lot of the same thing against Utah. Utah hit more more threes than – or uh, Oregon hit more threes than Utah did. But uh, it seems like we foul – we have foul tendencies late in games, especially when we're up. That possession where, right. uh, you know, McDaniels yeah, gets the turn technical. Point. Yeah. Utah shot seven free throws and you made know, six it's, of it's, it's cutting down the mistakes so, and a huge. I mean, swing. those are huge mistakes. That's a, that's a game costing mistake. If you don't do that, you don't lose that game. Mm-hmm. It, it's cutting down the big time yeah. mistakes, and it's as simple as that. And and if you do that, I think this team would win right. most games. This team is good enough right now with a bunch of freshmen that are learning to still win games. They just need to cut out the one giant mistake. Yeah, no doubt. I'll do it. For Husky Hardcore, don't forget to rate us and review us. Give us those five stars. For more great Husky content, check out si.com forward slash college forward slash Washington. Go Go dogs. Go dogs. Roof.